1: Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling.
2: And the word of the Lord reads as follows. From James chapter 1, beginning at verse number 18. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. And receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if any man or any one is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But... He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. Would you pray with me this morning? Eternal God, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for this opportunity to stand and declare it. And even as I stand, I pray that your spirit will give strength, will give power to my feeble body as I stand in these uh, humble positions and, and, and before the people of God on this morning. God, I pray that the, the Spirit of the Lord will uh, speak through me, through the words that are in the text this morning, through the thoughts and ideas and concepts that you have to present before your people. I'm praying that if there's any that don't know you uh, in the pardon of their sin, they haven't come into a personal, intimate relationship with you. God, I'm praying that today they would come and say, Lord, I surrender all to you. Come into my life and save me. I pray, God, for those who've drifted in fellowship, who've who've fallen away by the wayside, that this word, God, today will provoke them to renew the broken relationship and restore that which has drifted aside and asunder. Spirit of the Lord, I'm praying that the body of Christ might be edified, encouraged, provoked unto righteousness through the preaching of the gospel. So, Spirit of the Lord, I stand in this place today asking, Lord, that you would use me in an extraordinary way as I surrender my body, my mind, my mouth as a vessel to be used for your purposes and for your glory and God when it's all said and done it is my most fervent prayer that your name would get all the glory and all the honor and all the praise for you God alone are worthy of it all it's in Jesus precious and wonderful name I pray with thanksgiving and expectation and all the people of God said together amen and amen praise the name of the Lord all right. This morning, as I uh, look into this uh, text, and for those of you coming along through with us in Bible study, you know we've been studying through the book of James, so we've gained a lot of uh, in-depth insights about uh, what's going on in James and that type of thing. But let me just kind of share with you what what kind of has transpired for, for my particular purposes, even getting here. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I was uh, thumbing through the... Uh, Channels, you know, you know, you're sitting down, you're just looking for something to watch. Channel surfing, I believe they call it. And I was channel surfing, and as I was channel surfing, what happened was I came across this uh, uh, modern-day version of the story Snow White. And so, uh, you know, I said, well, let me check this out. I hadn't seen that version before. And, you know, you know I, I, nothing else was on. So I said, well, let me, let me check out what's, what's, what's going on it, with this new Snow White version. And so as I'm watching the, 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 the story, the movie there's Snow White, uh, there's this, this wicked witch who's standing in front of a golden mirror. And as she's standing in front of this golden mirror, she looks into this mirror and she says to the mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. Am I the fairest of them all? And the mirror responds and says uh, to this wicked witch, no, there is one fairer in the land. I thought that was kind of funny. In other words, the mirror, the mirror told the truth. Amen. Somebody need to say that with me this morning. The mirror tells the truth. You know how you sometimes you look in the mirror and you say, I know I'm skinny. And the mirror says, no, you ain't somebody ought to, <laughs> ought to say amen this morning. And and sometimes, you know, you get up in the morning and you go to the mirror and you're thinking everything is fine and you're thinking everything is in order. And the mirror says, no, 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 no. The mirror, mirrors don't lie. They tell what they see. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And so the mirror told the wicked witch, uh, no, you're not the fairest in the land. There's one that's fairer than you. And, and the mirror was referring uh, to Snow White, uh, and so what the what the wicked witch was after. The story goes on, and uh, the, the wicked witch is after to obtain what Snow White has. She wants to be the fairest, but she also wants to obtain this perpetual life of beauty. Now, as I, I dig into this text, James has already told us uh, and shared with us that when we fall in, not if we fall, but when we fall into various trials. He tells us exactly what to do. Count it all joy. He goes on to say, look, uh, this is how you handle temptation when it comes. He, he deals with us and lets us know that all this temptation doesn't come uh, from, from God. This is all coming from our own desires and our own wills and things like that. He lays all of that out in the beginnings of chapter 1. And he turns uh, and he, he, he compares the process of being tempted to the biological process of human reproduction. He says that Satan is the one who sows the seeds of temptation and desire then conceives the seeds. And then the desire gives birth to sin and sin grows up. And when sin grows up and becomes full grown, it brings forth death. But then James, what he does is an interesting thing. Then he begins, as we picked up on this morning, he begins to contrast that biological process of uh, temptation to death uh, or Satan's way of, re- of reproducing to God's way. And he says, in essence, what God does, God sows the seed of his word and which we were brought forth in, in and, and we were brought forth as good and perfect gifts from above. Not from below, but we were brought forth as good and perfect gifts from above from God. And he says, we're a kind of first fruit of God's creation. For God in the very beginning even spoke and said, let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness. And God spoke and it began to come to pass as he scooped up the dirt and formed it into clay and breathed into the clay his breath or his pneuma, which is the life that gave us life in the first place. And so he, he says, we're, he, he, he likens our, our life as, as, as coming forth through the, the very word of truth. And he says, we'll be able to, as we keep delving in, he says, we'll be able to enhance, uh, in fact, and even uh, grow and, and measure or gauge our progression of growth and the appearance that we have in this life as we look into the mirror, which is the word of God. Now, this morning, I want to talk to you from the subject matter, mirror, mirror in my hand. Am I the fairest? in the land so let me say something to you because I know that mirrors are very significant in the lives of a whole lot of folks now so what happens to a whole lot of folks is they'll get up in the morning and they'll look in the mirror because they want to look and see what last night left on them amen somebody And as they look into the mirror, they see what last night left on them and they realize what they need to do to get to the place so that they're presentable in whatever scenario that they're going to travel in for that particular day. Now, I know because most folk are, are virtual learning and and, and and virtual working and all that thing, there's a whole lot of things that have gone undone as a result of what the mirror has shown because we realize that everybody's not going to see what we see in the mirror, so we're not as concerned about fixing everything. Somebody say amen. But nevertheless, we're in the mirror. We're looking in the mirror, and we're looking in the mirror, and we're checking ourselves. And today, we've moved from mirror to phone because we even use the phone to check ourselves to make sure that we look like we want to look and that we are presentable as we desire to present ourselves. Are y'all still here with me? And as we look into that mirror, what we do is we find out in the mirror that because the mirror doesn't lie, the mirror says you got crust in your eye so we reach up and we get the crust out. The mirror says you got, you know, you slobbered all last night and you need to clean that off so we get a towel and we wash our face. The mirror says you ass sheep. And so we lubricate ourselves, we put lotion on or what have you, but the mirror lets us know what we see. This morning, the mirror is not the physical mirror that we hold in our hand or that's on the wall, but it's the mirror that we hold in our hand that is the word of God. And so this morning, I want to kind of keep digging and digging and digging into this idea of mirror, mirror in my hand. Because that's where we hold the Bible. That's where we hold God's word is in our hand. It's, it's in our hand. It's in our hand, but the question is, as I look into the mirror, am I the fairest? Am I the righteous one in the land? Now, the mirror answers us this morning, and the mirror says, no, there is one fairer. Lord, help us here. And what we need to do if we want to compare ourselves to the one that's fairer in the land, if we want to bring up our standard to the standard of the one who's fairer than us, he says, first of all, we need to hear the word of God. It's right here in our text. He says in verse number 18, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruit of his creatures. Let me let me help us here and as I walk through this and 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 in order to to put a a, a proper perspective on the reflection that we see we need to hear the word of God because sometimes as we walk through this life we have an improper perspective of who we are and how we came to be but the word of God lets us know first of all that we came to be by the will of God you did not come into this world on your own accord nor, like this, nor did you come into this Christian walk by your own accord it wasn't because you wanted it it wasn't because you desired. It wasn't because you have an opportunity to live on your own, function on your own, or decide on your own. No, we came forth by the will of God. And by his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. Y'all still here? I'm trying to help somebody because sometimes we, as I I look and listen into this world, uh, there's a lot of people running around acting like somehow they came into their being on their own. And and sometimes in Christianity, we struggle with this whole idea that somehow we became Christians by our own actions and by our own deeds. But we need to hear the word of God, that it wasn't our own actions. It wasn't our own doing. It was the word of truth that brought us to the place where we even have life right now. Because if it had not been for the word of truth, we would all still be dust and dead. Are y'all still here with me? So he said by of his own will, by the will of God, he brought us forth by the word of truth. That gives me some perspective that that this this my existence, my my freedom, my liberty, my salvation is as a result of the will of God we didn't come into this on our own and in, this, in verse 19 he, he he moves on he says uh, so then my beloved brethren as a result of hearing this and knowing this so then my beloved brethren let every man be swift to hear slow to speak and slow to wrath. here it is I'm trying to nail this point home is that f- first of all if, we, if we're going to improve our look our image if we're trying to appear like the one that's fairer in the land if we're going to uh, respond to the merest uh, question or the Respond to the mirror's reaction. What we need to do, we've got to hear the word of God. And if we hear the word of God, stay here with me. If we hear the word of God, he says, So then, as a result of the fact that God is the one who brought us forth, as a result of God being the one who's sovereign and in control, as a result of God being the one who called us out of darkness and into the marvelous light, set your feet on a solid rock, as a result of all that God has done, we ought to be watched as swift to hear. In other words, we ought to be anxious to hear the word of God. And you know what's the reason why you have two ears and one mouth? And that is so that you can hear twice as much as you talk. But he says we need to be swift to hear, but slow to speak. Slow to respond. Slow, because watch this, slow to be tempted to spew out what's on our mind. I know a whole lot of folks, they just can't wait to give you a piece of their mind. They can't wait to let it empty out of their tongue. But he says we need to be slow to speak, be anxious to hear. In other words, be swift to hear, slow to speak, but watch this, and then slow to wrath, slow to get angry. Because that's where desire wants to take you. Desire wants to take you to anger so that you can so that you can blow up and so that you can act ugly and so you can be disrespectful and so that you can no longer look like the image of the one that you're pursuing. Help me, Jesus. And so therefore, he says, be slow, swift to to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Verse 20 picks us up and he lets us know why this, this is so critically important. He says, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Lord, this is a whole mouthful here for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God, the the, the wrath of man, man's anger, man's frustration, man's response does not produce, does not create, does not allow us to get to the place of righteousness, it does not allow us to, to get to the will of God, to the plan of God for our lives. And I know, I know how it is, I know how it is. Sometimes, you know, you just get pushed the wrong way, the wrong button gets 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 smashed, and, and then all of a sudden anger rises up. And, and instead of, instead of watch this, instead of squelching anger, we let it have its way. But the wrath of man comes from being, watch this, instead of being swift to hear, the ra- the, the wrath of man comes from as a result of being slow to hear. So we're slow to hear God's word, we're swift to open our mouth and tell somebody y'all, and then the wrath comes out. As a result, we're quick to wrath because we're quick to speak and slow to hear. But I need us all to hear the word of God. It's important as we look into the mirror, mirror in our hand, we need to hear the word of God. That the word of God lets us know that our anger, our frustration, our wrath will not accomplish the righteousness. It will not accomplish the will. It will not accomplish the plan that God has for your life. It will not allow you to mature from infancy to maturity in your faith. In fact, let me say it like this there's a whole lot of folk that have been in church a long time but watch this your time in church does not equate your maturity lord help us Jesus you might look like you're mature you might be wearing the fancy hat you might be wearing the fancy suit you might be having on the shiny shoes that match your tie and all that kind of stuff but it doesn't mean that you've matured in your faith because when you look in the mirror the mirror will say you still look like a baby and if you're not swift to hear slow to speak and slow to wrath you can never Never accomplish the plan of God for your life, which is for you and I to grow up and to mature in our faith. Y'all still here? So we've got to hear the word of God. Hearing the word of God is critical to the development of our growth, to the development of our maturity. You can't come into this relationship with Christ. Listen, listen. You, you can't just give your life to Christ one day and sit around for the next 40 years never hearing the word of God, never pursuing the word of God, never listening to the word of God. You, it, it's just not going to help you, one. It's not going to help you to see what's in the mirror, and it's not going to help you to grow towards maturity. You've got to hear the word of God. Are y'all still here? And watch this. And, and and hearing the word of God is not it, Lord Jesus, it's not sufficient to only hear it on Sunday morning. You've got to hear the word of God more frequently that even as you take a baby, you can't take a baby and feed them only on Sunday. No, you've got to feed the baby all day long. You've got to feed the baby two, three times, four times a day. It, and the babies just keep on eating. And as they mature, they mature because they're taking in the nourishment that they need to mature. The nourishment that we need to mature is to hear the word of God y'all still here with me the the text moves on to the second movement we need to hear the word of God first but secondly verse 21 says therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls so secondly we need to receive the word of God first you got to hear it But secondly, he says, you've got to receive it. The next step, if I will, in our biological development towards spiritual maturity is to receive the word of God. To to do so, you have to, listen, the text gives us all clear instruction. To do so, in order to receive the word of God, first you've got to lay aside, Lord Jesus, all filthiness, and the overflow of wickedness. I love this. He says, look, if you want to receive the word of God, you've got to lay aside all the other junk that you've been holding on to. That that, that filthiness, that the wickedness, and, and I like the way he says the overflow of wickedness, which causes us to believe and causes us to be able to see. And I love, this is what the word of God do. It'll show you how, how desperately wicked you are. It'll show you how much filth you have in your life. And see, this is the reason why a whole lot of fun- they don't want to hear the word of God because they don't want to look into the mirror to see how messed up and how jacked up they are. But if you're going to be able to change in this life, you've got to empty yourself and empty your hands and empty your heart of all the filthiness and all the wickedness. And you've got so much, James says, it's an overflow. You've got to lay that down. Watch this, because you cannot receive the word of God when you've got all that filthiness. And you have all that wickedness in your hands and in your heart. It just doesn't work like that. You're not allowed to continue to hold on to the wickedness. Watch this. and, and And the deceitfulness and the overflow of filthiness. You're not allowed to hold on to that and then receive the word of God as well. It just, the two don't go together. So you've got to put down one and pick up the other. So in other words, when he says, lay it all aside. He he doesn't say lay some of it aside and then receive the word of God. No, he says lay all the filthiness aside and the overflow of wickedness aside. When he talks about laying it all aside, he's literally saying you need to repent of it. Turn away from it. Put it down. Put down the wicked behavior. Put down the filthy behavior and the filthy overflows of activity. Put it all down. Repent of it. Turn away from it. And once you've repented of it. Once you put down that sin and all that overflow, now you have room to receive the word of God. Oh, Lord, this is good. Watch this. Because what I, what, this is helping me right now. What I, what I see is that a whole lot of folk, they want to have the word of God, but they also want to have the other, they want to ha- hold on to their sin at the same time. Well, you can't have both. Stay here with me. You, 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 the, old, the old folks say you used to have one foot in the church and the other one on a banana peel. You can't can't do both. You can't straddle the fence. You've got to let go of one and pick up the other. You can't have the devil and God at the same time. You've got to release from sin and receive from God. Stay here with me. You can't hold on to both. And a ho- listen, the reason why a lot of people look at people who call themselves Christians and they say, that's hypocritical. They, they, I, I can't believe that, that Christians live like that. It's because some folk who call themselves Christians ain't really Christians because they've never let go of the sin. They've never repented of the sin. they never turned away from the sin. They're still holding on to the sin. And they, listen, they may be reading the word of God. They might know some of the, the texts of the word of God, but they're not receiving the word of God. Because to receive it means to take it in, to ingest it. Receive with meekness, with humility. The implanted word of God. I love it. In other words, we need good soil to plant the word of God in. And in order for you to plant, Lord Jesus, something that's going to grow into full maturity, And look like God, you've got to first of all clean out the garden of all the mess and all the filth and all the rocks and all the weeds and everything that's going to choke it out. And so you've got to empty that stuff
1: first and then you can receive the implanted word of God. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.com Dot org, and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our Spirit Field Worship Services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website. Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Buchus Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.